Good morning. You are listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Today in the studio, our guest speakers are Melania, Angela, Richard, Peter is on the panel, and I'm Caroline. Many of us would have wondered, at least one in their lives, as to what is the role of mankind on this earth? What is the truth about us? Does God exist? If yes, how do I feel his presence? Every religion and spiritual movement speaks of know thyself and of union with the divine. So what should we do to achieve it? And where are the answers? The answers are inside of us. Truth is built in and is accessible through self-realization, also called enlightenment or rebirth, and it is a goal of every spiritual tradition. This knowledge is ancient, but for a long time it was extremely difficult to achieve and available only to a few souls, being transmitted from guru to disciple. In these modern times, for the first time in human evolution, through Sahaja Yoga meditation, this experience has become effortless and is available to everyone. The self-realization frees us from the domination of our mind and our emotions. This transformation comes about when a subtle energy called Kundalini is awakened inside us and rises along our spine to unite us with the primordial energy that surrounds everything. When the Kundalini awakens, we become thoughtless. Or in other words, we are in meditation. It is a blissful state in which we can enjoy the present moment, no longer concerned by the past or the future. In that state, we remain fully alert and aware of our environment, but without reacting to it. We are able to enjoy the beauty of this world without the interference or reaction of our mind. This is a theme of our program today, how the reaction of our mind is interfering with the well-being and our evolution and how meditation can help reducing our mental and emotional reactions. Also stay with us, as later on the program, we will experience our self-realization through a guided meditation that will help the awakening of our Kundalini. Сам сонечко встало, зазеленіла молода трава. Світло на серці та радісно стало, то прийшла на землю запашна весна. То прийшла на землю запашна весна. Oh 
кому гуртя, бавиться в колисі, миле дитятко, світле, як сонце, як вічне життя, світле, як сонце, як вічне життя. to the Sahaja Yoga meditation program. There was a song Vesnyanka, performed in Ukrainian. It's from the CD Flow of Love, the new album of the group Music of Joy. And you can actually purchase that album on www.musicofjoy.com.au. And uh, I've got three beautiful guests here in front of me. So we have Merenia, Angela and Richard. And um, they're coming here to talk about their performance or their, <laughs> their meditation every day. So, um, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so, what is meditation? Well, um, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because these days, a lot of people are talking about meditation. Yeah, and, and using uh, that word a little bit sometimes inappropriately. Yeah, yeah. and it's... it's It's, it's big business also. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, people uh, become interested in meditation for all sorts of reasons. And uh, it can become quite a, a big intellectual discussion about, you know, what it is and how it works and what the benefits are and so on. But after doing it for some time, I sort of came to the conclusion that really what we want is we want to feel good. And... So, people are doing all sorts of things to feel good, but a lot of those things um, have side effects. So, because you're introducing something into your body, for example, or, you know, you're looking for happiness, and it's quite futile, really, because happiness comes from the outside. And so, one minute you're happy, and then the next thing you know, the thing, the ice cream or whatever it was that made you happy is gone, you know? It's ice cream fall down on the floor. Yeah, that's right. 
and um, and so, it, but anybody who's ever felt unwell, and then you know, then they f- then they feel better. We, we've all had that experience, and we know how amazing that feels, just to come back to normal or to neutral. So, um, so in a way, meditation is not about introducing something, but taking stuff away. And when you take all that stuff away, that's blocking you up, you know, then then you uh, go into a state of meditation, and you feel really good, and and. One of those things, of course, is you talked about thoughtless awareness. So when we can get rid of our thoughts, you know, then we come into the present and we just feel fantastic. So the thoughts is the stuff we want to take away, is that? I think so, because that's the hardest, you know, we can we can relax and we can distract ourselves and we can, um, you know, get physically comfortable. But, you know, even like when you're lying in bed, If you can't stop your thinking at the end of a long day or in the morning, you know, quite often it's in the morning when the mind starts. But we, we live in a world where at school, in our families, in our environment, we are asked to think all the time and to think fast and to be witty and to always have something to say about, you know. So why, why would you like or why would you want not to be thinking? Yeah, I'm uh, just challenging here. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it, 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 you know, and the thing is, I know why. <laughs> well, we don't. We're talking about it now, and we can, and and you know, un, until you've done it, until you've experienced thoughtless awareness, you can, you know, debate it until the cows come home. So, but once you've experienced it, and maybe you know a few times, and you see what it feels like, not to think. And just to be in the present, then you know. Then you, you want it again. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's really no discussion. Mm. So, what does it feel like, Marinia, to be in thoughtless awareness? It's beyond words of description. <clears throat> like Richard said, we could talk about it, but to actually stop those thoughts is such an experience where you feel all this joy and the qualities within yourself as well, that you didn't think that was possible before actually experiencing meditation itself. And the main thing is believing and having faith that you can actually do it. I was a strong believer to think that I could never ever meditate because I was so active and overactive. But once I learned to stop that overaction and to chill out, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different thing in a society that we live in today. And Angela, what does it bring to you to to be in meditation? I think it's a big relief, really, to have no thoughts. And it's true, it's the joy that makes you keep wanting to come back for more. <laughs> a feeling of peace within. And as Marinia said, it is hard to describe it, but it's just something really special, really worth trying. Did, did meditation bring any transformation in any of your life? Any of you can answer that? <laughs> I know. Give me a list. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that it made me feel able to do things I thought I would never, I, I might never have thought I could do. It made me really much stronger and able to sort of witness things and just let things flow more and, and not get too caught up in being emotionally involved in what's happening around me. Can you give us an example? Well, because I'm a teacher 
and it can be a really challenging, really, really challenging job. But I know it just made me feel much stronger within myself and able to go go there and know that I was going to be able to do the right thing be, to um, to for things just to flow better somehow. I don't know. Somehow or other, it's not as challenging as it used to be. Do you find that meditation helps you to improve your relationship around you? Definitely. Yes, it has. Because I know that what happens is because school students are very perceptive about people and they can tell if somebody's calm or not. So if you walk into a classroom feeling calm, full of joy and ready to just enjoy what was what's happening the kids know that or the students know that and they can they relax and they feel it and then they somehow respond well and it just flows better but if you go in feeling really anxious and worried and you know they'll pick up on that as well because fear is infectious and so I just think that somehow or other it's true that we're all affected by each other we're all affected by how people feel around us And so if we, we're feeling centered and calm, the lovely thing is that we can then have people around us feeling that way too. So it's nice to know. And I think for me what changed a lot for when I started meditation is my heart started to really open. And um, like it's still a lot of work to do. <laughs> But when the heart opens, you start to love people unconditionally. So you're not expecting anything from them. Love just flows. <clears throat> and when you start to uh, have this relationship with people, they feel it. And so it's uh, it becomes so uncomplicated. It simplifies everything. Mm. And in this simplicity, the relationship with others is so beautiful. And so it can be your students, it can be your children, your husband. Everything becomes much more simple and um, much more real. So, so how does it work? Like, how does meditation, so not thinking, help us to achieve so much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's a balancing act, I suppose. <laughs> so if you're in the center, and somehow or other meditation does do that, it puts us into the center. So we're not too active or we're not worrying about things that might have happened before. If we're in the center everything's okay <laughs> and you know it's been said that thoughts really uh, thoughtless awareness you can be aware of the present but you can't actually think about the present so you can only think about the past or the future so when we're thinking we're not in the present and um, and we can't enjoy and so you can't enjoy the present mm. And again, that's kind of just a concept until you actually do it. And as Angela says, when you, when um, this energy that's within us uh, in Sanskrit called Kundalini, when it rises up and it threads all of the energy centers within our within us together, and it brings us into into balance. And so you can't you can't really force yourself to stop thinking. I think that's important. So you can only let this natural process take place. And then the mechanism is within us to to think less, to come into to come into balance, uh, to come away from the past and the future and come into the present. 
and then the thoughts slow down and then you experience it. And, um, and so the great thing about Sahaja Yoga is that it gives us a means to achieve something which, you know, hitherto people maybe have only really dreamed about or talked about <laughs> <laughs> and not been able to, to do. And as you say, it's very simple because it's a natural process. Mm. That, that's quite amazing, actually, that when I realized it's actually built inside us, there, all what we have to do is desire it. That's all. And it's inside everybody. It's, if you're young, old, beautiful, ugly, white, black, whatever you are, it doesn't matter. A child, everybody has this Kundalini inside them inside the sacrum bone at the base of the spine and all what you have to do is desire it that's all desire to be evolved to be a better person to make the right choice in your life and actually that's uh, I would like you to explain that ex that um, experience <laughs> experience that experience <laughs> that meditation It's possible, you can do it now. If you just sit down, this is very, very important. So I'm really encouraging you to please sit down and just stop. Whatever you're doing, the dishes can wait, the car can wait as well. Just park your car. I know somebody that got their self-realizations for parking their car, so please do it. And sit down. And just put your hands on your lap up and your two feet on the, f on the floor if you can remove your shoes also please do it so all along the process we are going to use our right hand and we will put that hand on different parts of our left side of the body. So we start with our heart. So put your right hand on your heart and take a big deep breath. And just relax. This is your own moment. A milestone in your evolution. The awakening of your Kundalini. Mother Kundalini. Who am I? Who am I really? What is the truth about myself? Now you can put your hand below the rib cage still on the left side
Am I my own master? Am I my own teacher? Can I choose for myself? Then you can put your hand when the leg and the body join together and make a little pressure there. Mother, please give me the pure knowledge. Please give me the pure knowledge. The truth about myself is inside me. Then you can put your hand back on your ribcage. about myself is I am my own master. I can choose to do the right thing. It's all there. I am my own master. your hand back on your heart and take a big deep breath peacefully. The most fundamental truth about yourself is that you are the spirit you are a spiritual being. You're not his mind, not his body, not those emotions. Mother, I am the spirit. I am part and parcel of this energy surrounding everything and we are all connected. Put your hand on the left side of your neck 
where the shoulder and the neck join together and gently turn your head toward your right shoulder. Mother, I am not guilty. I am not guilty for anything at all. If I am the pure spirit, what I am, I am not guilty. Now put your hand on your forehead. Mother, I forgive. I forgive everyone and I forgive myself. Just let go. Past is gone. It's all gone. Mother, I forgive. I forgive. Please forgive me. And then we can put our hand on the top of our head, the palm on the fontanelle, the soft bone when you were a baby. And just move your scalp around very gently. From your heart, just ask, Mother Kundalini, please rise. Please connect me to everything. Please give me my enlightenment, my rebirth, my self-realization. Please give me my self-realization. You can put your hand back on your lap and try to remain in meditation for a few minutes in a state where you're not thinking.
would like you to put your right hand above your head, maybe 10-20 centimeters above your head, just to see if you can feel the softest rain. A gentle cool breeze coming from your fontanelle. the gentle love of the Kundalini. You can also try with your left hand. And move a little bit around if you can't feel it. With our regular meditation, this gentle breeze is getting stronger and help us to remain in balance. So the softest rain was uh, interpreted by Angela Pomo today with us in the studio. She wrote it and sang it beautifully. And um, Marenia, Richard, and a little bit of myself were joining in. <laughs> um, so you're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. And I would like to tell you a little bit about the founder of Sahaja Yoga. His name is Shumatajinya Maladevi. Shumataji started Sahaja Yoga over 40 years ago. And she traveled the world to give self-realization to everyone desiring it. Since then, Sahaja Yoga spread all over the world and is taught freely to help people to go deeper in their meditation and to improve their lives. It's by being in thoughtless awareness that we transform ourselves from within. So I would like to play a talk now, an extract of a talk, because we don't have time to listen to the whole thing by Shumataji in uh, 1991 uh, in Germany. First of all, I think this is the most important thing to understand about your own Kundalini, as self-realization is self-knowledge. And the one who gives you self-knowledge is this, your own Kundalini. Because when she rises, she points it out, what are the problems on your chakras. Now, we say that it is pure desire. But we do not know what purity means. It means your chaste desire. It means it has no lust, greed, anything in it. That power is your own mother and is settled in your triangular bone. She's your own mother. She knows everything about you. It's like a tape recorder. She knows everything about you. And she is absolutely the knowledge. Because she's so pure. <coughs> And whatever chakras she touches, she also knows what's wrong with that chakra. Beforehand. So she's quite prepared. And she adjusts herself fully so that you do not get a problem 
by her awakening. If any chakra is constricted, she waits and goes on slowly opening that chakra. <coughs> now this Kundalini is the primordial power which is reflected within you. And within you, in a human being, it is like many strands of energy. So it's like a rope. And these energies are all twisted together to form this Kundalini. In a human being, these strands the strands are 3 into 7, that is 21, raised to power 108. But when your Kundalini rises, one or two strands out of this come up and pierce the fontanel bone area. Only one or two. Because it has to pass through the innermost nadi, known as Brahma nadi. It's all a spiral throughout because Kundalini is a spiral and these nadis are also are <coughs> like a spiral, like this. So the innermost nadi is the Brahma nadi. The outermost nadi is the right side. And the second innermost is the Idanadi. So through the Brahmanadi, she starts sending those threads. By that, they <coughs> relax the center. By the relaxation of the center, the sympathetic nervous system also starts relaxing. And when it goes to the Agya Chakra, then your eyes start relaxing, your pupils start dilating, and your eyes can become like mine, very black, absolutely relaxed. So you can easily see in a person how far is the Kundalini. If it has pierced the Agya, then the eyes will be completely dilated and will be shiny. And then she enters into the Sastrara. Now it is absolutely pure light of knowledge, love, compassion and attention. All these three things are in that energy. We know of many energies like electrical energy, we know of uh, light energy, we know of other energies. But these energies cannot think, they cannot adjust, they cannot work on their own. They are to be handled by us. But this energy itself is the living energy and knows 
how to handle itself. It thinks. If you see a seed being sprouted, you'll find at the tip of the seed there's a small little cell which knows how to go round the soft places and then how to encircle the stones and then how to find its way to the source. That cell has got, I would say, a little kundalini in it, the way it moves. But within you is a tremendous force of kundalini exists. So you have a storehouse of compassion which can be enlightened by the Spirit. You have the storehouse of love, compassion and knowledge and ocean of forgiveness. When people get Realization, they do not understand that they have to now grow. And why they don't grow? Because they do not ask for these energies. A person who is a Realized Soul, if he says that I have to have more compassion, my compassion is not all right. My concern about others is not all right. My generosity is not all right. I'm exploiting others. I'm exploiting their love. Then this energy starts moving, giving you that greater dimension of love and compassion. But if you do not want to be <coughs> growing in your awareness, then she, she says, all right, he is a half-picked sojogi, let it be. She doesn't supply that energy which is stored within you. I told you, ki, three into seven, that is twenty-one raised to power hundred and eight. So what a storage you have within yourself. But because of your mundane style of thinking and asking, in the beginning when I started Sahaja Yoga, people used to ask for, say, jobs or for my mother is sick or a father is sick, or they would ask for money or something like that. So the, these wants are not pure wants, as we know in economics, they are not pure wants. They are impure wants, because they are never satiable in general. So this Kundalini, that is your mother, she is there to supply you, nourish you, to look after you, to make you grow.
Listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. So we are today in the studio with Merenia, Angela, and Richard. And our topic today is reaction. And I would like to start with uh, asking Richard to read a quote of Srimatajinya Maladevi. So one has to learn that we should not react. But today's problem is that all human beings are very good at reacting. Reaction is a basic principle of today's life. See any newspaper, you see any book, you meet anyone. What I find is that they are experts on reacting. They react. And by reaction, what happens, they never achieve any essence of the thing. Essence is only through witness state. And that you can achieve. So what is it to be an expert in reaction? I know a lot about that. <laughs> Being French. <laughs> Another very good question, Caroline. <laughs> um, well, basically, uh, when we think, we react. So anytime we're thinking, we're reacting. And so, as you say, and as Sri Mataji points out in the quote, we spend most of our time reacting. Yeah. Whether we're doing something or not, we're just constantly reacting. And it's like the, um, you know, the, the TV that's on. You don't really notice, if it's, if it's on all the time, you don't really notice it until you switch it off. 
And then you realize, God. It's interference. <laughs> oh gosh, so much interference. And so, you know, it, when, you're, when you go into thoughtless awareness, as, as, as we, you know, experienced during the, during the guided meditation, then you start to realize that, you know, all these thoughts are there and you're reacting. So you can be reacting to things in your environment, but of course you can be reacting to memories, to thoughts about the future and so on. And to people. So forth. And, yep, I mean, the whole, everything. And um, So why, why is that such a bad thing or such a problem to react? Well, because it takes us away from the, from the present. And um, uh, there's, I think, you know, we, we've all contemplated this, but there's a difference between reacting and responding. So, you know, if, you, if, you have a ch if you're looking after a child and the child is sort of wandering off or something, then at some point, you know, you may need to respond by going and, you know, doing something, grabbing the child, bringing it back to safety or whatever. Um, but when you react, it's, it's a mental thing. So, you know, we're constantly criticizing, for example, um, without even knowing it. You know, you're walking down the street, I like what that person's wearing, I don't like the look of that person, mm. and it's just... So constant, constant noise. Yeah. And um, so uh, I'd just like to uh, share a, just a couple of quick things. I mean, how do you... When, when we're sitting in meditation, uh, we go into thoughtless awareness, and it's relatively simple not to react, although we can still have thoughts coming in, you know. Uh, but when, we're, when we get up and we go off about our you know, daily routine then it's very easy to start reacting again. And um, one thing that uh, I've heard Sri Mataji say uh, in another talk was that um, one of the best techniques you can use is to simply stop criticizing. So um, just practice not criticizing, um, not either verbally or, you know, to yourself. And once you start doing that, then you kind of... Um, put a bit of a put a bit of a chink in this whole um, massive mm. thing of reacting. And then you start to gradually chip away and see that um, you become more aware of the fact that you're reacting, and that awareness then makes you realise that it's mm. it's uh, it's just swallowing up your life. Mm. You you said that. Um it stops you from being... It makes you thinking. So that's, that's, that's so true. But also, I feel it stops you from being yourself because you constantly have people coming to you. You react to it. So the peace within is not there anymore because you're constantly reacting to somebody. And um, I've got a, a very small uh, short story. When I came here, I live in the Blue Mountains. And when I came here... I don't know where my attention was, but I didn't see the blinker of a truck. And um, I was driving down and um, he obviously got really annoyed that I didn't let him go through. And he gave me like, I was driving from Lura to down to Penrith and he gave me a hard time the whole way. <laughs> so, and he was very obviously really angry. And I'm, I'm sorry, like I wish, I wish I could tell him, I'm so sorry I didn't see your blinker. But I just felt poor man, like, He's driving all the time, like 12 hours a day probably. 
if he reacts to everybody like he did to me with so much anger and so much it's, it's, it's going to bother all his life like you have the choice of reacting with anger or with emotion with possession with whatever you you have to work out inside or you have the choice to just keep the peace within and just decide no I'm, I'm not going to get angry no I'm not going to get emotional no I'm not going to um, play guilt trick on that person I'm just going to remain myself in peace yeah, and in that quote uh, from Shrimadaji, uh, she talks about the witness state, and uh, so what is this, this witness? State? Well, the witness state, um, <laughs> you know, uh, easier said than done, <laughs> but basically we watch, we watch. So we're aware of of other people, and you know, uh, other people on the road, and some of the silly things they may do, and uh, but we we witness it without thinking about it without reacting and um, again when we're in meditation we're basically in a witness state our spirit uh, is by nature a witness it doesn't react so it's our mind that reacts our spirit is a witness so you know once we realize that we are the spirit then naturally we become a witness so we, we can't sort of learn how to do it from a book we just do it by meditating and spending more time uh, as the spirit and less time as, as the reactive mind. And I'd just like to also um, say that um, we tend to associate thinking with, you know, the brain. Um, and people often talk about the mind and the brain interchangeably. But they're not really the same thing at all. The brain is an organ, but the mind is something, you know, much more intangible. And... Um, so, if people are sitting at home at the moment, they can just um, uh, put their right hand onto the bottom of the belly. This is the second chakra in our energy system. And just feel your connection with the earth. If you're sitting down on a chair, just through the seat of the chair and through the soles of the feet on the ground. And so these, the bottom chakra that we're sitting on and the second chakra at the bottom of the belly, these two are very important because when they're clear, then what happens is we're less inclined to think. And when they're blocked, what happens is we, we, uh, we tend to rise up into our, into our thinking faculties into our mind so it's very important to remain grounded the more grounded we are the easier this energy can flow and the less likely we are to think and therefore to react so these bottom chakras are actually very important in helping us to uh, stay in balance and to avoid reacting. And so if you find yourself reacting, um, as you will, then this is something that you can do. Just simply sit and feel that connection with the earth at one end and the connection with the all-pervading power at the top of the head.
and, and keep reminding yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth replying to this person abusing you? Is it worth reacting to that driver that just did something wrong on the road? Or is your peace more powerful, more important to you? And um, Richard said something very important. He spoke about the mind. And the mind is really the ego. So what makes you I, thinking of yourself, very often making us too selfish. And the superego. And the superego is a combination of all our conditionings. What, what we've been raised with, the ideas that we have about ourselves, our, our identifications, all those things. And very often we react because of those two. One is about expectation. Oh, I want that. Why he didn't give that? Why did he say that? Oh, that's the ego. And the other one is expectation of emotions, of fears that we have built up in our life. And that make us think people should do that or behave like that or not speak like this. And they're actually only conditionings, our own conditionings. So they're not proper rules to judge people. So all of this is just illusion. So let's, let's realize that and let go and apply what Richard said. Just asking our Kundalini within, please, Mother, don't make me react. If you feel you're reacting, just breathe and ask, Mother, please, keep the peace within myself. And it will work. It did work for me. It does sometimes. <laughs> so I leave you with another piece of music. You're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. It's now time to say goodbye. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. To learn more about meditation, you can join our program in one of our centers in your area. All Sahaja Yoga programs in Australia and around the world are free of charge. To find us, please go to www.freemeditation.com.au it's www.freemeditation.com.au Or you can also call 1-300-724-252 It's 1-300-724-252 We might see you there. Bye for now. <laughs>